1: Hey everybody, welcome to Reloaded Mondays. We're bringing back episode 254, West Virginia's Flying Panther Hellhound and Goatman, where we talked to Vicky and her granddaughter Evie, and as the title states, we're talking about Flying Panther's Hellhound and Goatman. I'm telling you, this was a fun episode, and I remember when we actually released this because I had been holding on to it for months, and I was excited to finally release it cuz it's a good one. So here we go, Reloaded Monday, episode 254. Let's get at it. Okay, Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want more shows every week on Thursdays, we offer a bonus show to anybody who's a member on the website. So if you want, want to hear more of the confessionals on a weekly basis go to the confessionals.com hit the join button and become a member today and you'll have access to all the previous member shows Thursday's member show, and all the future member shows. And if you're looking to build up your pantry and get some emergency preparedness food on stock, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com and you can get emergency preparedness food right there. We're offering four-week supply and a one-week supply. We were offering two weeks, but it got sold out. So that's what we got for you right there preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And if you haven't noticed, there's a heavy breathing going on right now, and that's because I'm joined in studio with my son, Ben. Ben, can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Are you ready for the show? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what we're going to be talking about today? I want uh, Yogi Bear. You want Yogi Bear? Hey, take the headphones off the mic. Thank you. Now, Ben, do you know what we're talking about today? Yeah. We're going to be talking about a winged panther a hellhound, and a goat man, all in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Stop squeezing the microphone. Thank you. Are you ready to get to the show? Yeah. All right, let's get to the show. Okay, today we got two guests on the show, Vicki and Evie. How are you ladies doing?
2: We're doing pretty
1: good. How are you, Tony? Doing well, dude. Do so <laughs> you guys have uh, a different experience. And I know, Vicky, you said that you have a hard time even sharing the experience because it just sounds so crazy, uh, but it did happen to you. And I'm grateful that you actually reached out to talk about it because uh, when I see stories like yours, uh, I get a little... I don't know, like this, the mysterious part of life, the wonder kicks in because I'm like, wow, somebody actually saw something like that. That's kind of crazy. And uh, I was actually really excited to talk to you about it. Uh, so why don't you, Vicky, just start us off with this uh, experience and what you guys were doing and what had happened to, uh, to you guys and what you saw?
3: Okay. Um, it, my mother and my brother and his wife and kids live next door to me and we have a big gazebo and trampoline out in the front yard or side yard, should I say. And, um, I had the kids over there on the trampoline one summer day. It was probably in August. I'd say it was really, really hot outside. And, um, it's probably been about three or four years ago now. And, um, Evelyn is the oldest out of all of them. And, they were jumping on the trampoline. I was standing there uh, singing nursery rhymes for them and stuff while they were jumping. And um, like I said, it was super hot. And the three younger kids decided they wanted to go in and get a drink. So they all hopped off. And Evelyn said she didn't want to. She was she was fine. So she just kind of sat down on the edge of the trampoline and was facing me and i had my back to the road i watched the kids run in the front door and we were just chatting about something i cannot remember what now but i had my back to the road and the front yard is behind me and the gazebo and all that and i'm just i'm just talking away which i do very well i talk a lot <laughs> and um Evelyn's face just kind of went blank and her mouth dropped open and I just kept talking and she didn't change her expression, didn't interrupt me or say anything. And so I just kind of looked over my right shoulder to see what she was looking at. And when I did, I seen it and I just, turn right back around and kept talking and didn't skip a beat because I thought I did not see that and if I say I did or act shocked, I'm gonna scare this baby to death, you know? Or she's gonna think I'm sort of probably crazy. And um I just kept talking and she stopped me and she said, Grandma and I said, Well honey and she said, Did you did you see that thing? And I said, I don't know. What did you see? And she said, that thing, Grandma, that black panther with wings. And I said, your standard uh, answer, yep. <laughs> and when I did, she jumped off the trampoline, and I took off running. And we both took off running around the house to see if we could sit, still see it. And it was gone. And about that time, the kids' all came out the front door. And came around back to the trampoline. And me and her just stood there looking at each other. Absolutely shocked. Because that's what we've seen. Um, I made her describe it to me. And now we have a little different take on it. But it's basically the same thing. It was a black panther. The size of a panther. With wings. Huge wings. And. It was there. It looked tangible. It looked like you could touch it. It looked for real, you know, it wasn't transparent and it was there. And to me, it was like flying in a corkscrew fashion, like uh, just like in a gliding through the yard like a bird does, you know, and it kind of corkscrewed and went behind the bush in the corner of the house. and. Um, it should have been in the front yard by the time we ran around the house, but it wasn't. Now, I'm going to let her tell you what she's seen.
2: And when I seen it, I seen it it like about 10 seconds before she did, before like she turned around. And when I seen it, we have these three giant trees in the front yard by by the road. And then we have this bush like on the right hand side of it. And when I seen it, I seen it passing that bush and going behind the trees. And when I seen it, it has a, it. It had like its wings behind it. and It was about ten to eight foot wingspan, and it was running on the ground. But when she seen it, she seen it like up, up like off the ground, like flying about like three feet up off the ground.
3: And she's seen the head of it. I did not see the head. I've seen the body. I've seen the legs, the feet, the tail, all that. And to me, now it was. It looked like you could touch it, but it head was like smudged out uh and i've never heard of that before it looked like uh, what i can compare it to is a charcoal sketch like if you ever sketch with charcoal yeah um yeah i'm an artist and I, i sketch with charcoal like you would take your finger and smudge the face on a on a drawing that's the way it looked to me. Now with her, she seen the whole face. Yeah. It
2: was just like a normal face of a Panther facing the other way, except it was pitch black. You couldn't see like, like how she said charcoal. It was just like completely black. You couldn't see like facial features or anything. It just looked like the outline of a Panther.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. I could see detail in the feathers. I don't know if she yeah, could or not. The
2: wings that I could see, but like the body of it was just pitch black.
3: And now the feet. I could see the claws. Yeah, I could see the claws. now we have vultures around here. We have owls. We have we have some chicken hawks. We have some big birds, but nothing nothing even close to what we've seen. And you know, I thought about. All kinds of different scenarios, but we both seen this, and it was there, then it was gone, and never. I've never heard of anybody seeing something like this. Now there is a um, a rumor around here that um, people see a panther, um, an actual panther walking around. Uh, my son seen it one night when. They were pulling into their house. They lived a couple miles down the road and they pulled in a driveway. And he called me one night. This probably been about ten years ago. And he said, My God Mom, I just seen a panther. And I said, A panther. And he said, Yeah, walked right right behind my house. He said, I've seen it. And oh, and I was like, Well, there's a rumor around here that there is you know a panther people see but I've never heard of anybody seeing a panther with wings that was the first <laughs> that was the strangest thing I've ever seen I believe I would have dismissed it had she not been with me and seen the same thing I would have just said oh you know I, I hallucinated that. that that's crazy but she's seen it too and she was, she was shocked I mean at Fifty I'm fifty-five now. Fifty-one not a lot shocks me, but um and I wanted to chase it down and see it. Oh, I've gotta tell you what happened the next night. What? What? The next night, um, when we were next door, we went back over, the kids were jumped on the trampoline and playing. It was dusk, I started walking home with my son pulls in, him and my daughter in law. Um now, this this is very weird, too. Um, we're walking across the yard to my house, and they pull in, they get out, and they start walking with us. <clears throat> we have a cat. And, um, yeah, I heard him. We all heard him scream, which is very, you know, unlike him. And he'd been out in the yard playing with kids. And he just... We kind of turn around, looked, and here he came running past us, you know, and he's running towards the house, and he's screaming, and as he passes us, this thing is right on him, right behind him, and it's about the size of a soccer ball, and it's totally black, and it looks fuzzy, and it's gliding across the ground. And it hits him from behind on the driveway and just rolls. And she's seen it,
2: too. It knocks him behind the bush by our house. And I, like, my grandma was behind me at the time. And I walk over to the bush. And he's still, like, fighting around with this black fuzzball. that looks pitch black. And I and I look under, and it's just gone. And Pushing is sitting there traumatized. That's our cat's name. And he sh- he's sitting there traumatized. And he walks out with, like, all these scratch marks on him and stuff. And I'm like, what in the world was that? And yeah. it's just crazy.
3: And then it was gone. It was it was there it was on him and it was gone and it was tearing him up and you know you see you see birds attack cats and stuff for getting near their nests yeah, and things
2: disappeared
3: but it Come disappeared on. and it wasn't in the shape of a bird it was like a big round black yeah. thing with hair and my daughter in law was like what in the h was that and My son looked at me, and I looked at him, and he was like, oh, my God. I said, I know. And by that time, Evie and her sister were on the porch screaming, unlock the door, unlock the door, let us in. And the cat was on the porch with them, all huddled up against the door, and we have no idea. None. It was there. It was gone. And, um, yeah, I think they were connected. I really do, but I don't know because I've never seen anything like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so this thing was, uh, it wasn't huge, but it was, like you said, floating across the ground, right? You didn't see any legs or anything like that?
3: No, no legs, no wings. It was round. It looked like a blob. It looked like a fuzzy blob, like about as big as a soccer ball. And it was round, like a soccer ball. It was
2: like wrapped up against some like... Yeah, yeah. It
3: was like it was like attaching to him or something, and he was fighting it with everything he had. And we've never had it happen again. We've I've, I've watched for things to happen, but none of us have ever seen anything like that or the bird cat thing or anything. And if I do, I'll call you all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, so this thing that was like a blur, uh, would you describe it as a blur like you saw with the face of this uh, winged cat?
3: No, it wasn't a blur. It was more of a blobby, fuzzy thing. And no, it wasn't blurry at all. We all clearly seen it. My daughter-in-law had never believed in the paranormal in her life. And she would laugh at me if I told her a story or something of something that had happened to me earlier on. And <clears throat> she would laugh at me. And they moved in here about, oh, I'm going to say four years ago. Is that right, Est? Yeah. They moved in here in my basement. They re- renovated the basement. And she's had several experiences, and that being one of them when she seen the black thing and she was like,
2: what in the H was that? She like, and she did not want to believe in anything for like the first two years of it. And then, um, a, a couple more things started happening. And there was one night where we were all sitting out on the porch and some scream, my grandma's name, like, and it went, Vicki was, Vicky. It was a really deep male voice. And then my mom freaked out. And she was like, What was that? What in the world? You guys are playing a trick on me. I cannot believe you all. This is, this has gone way too far. No more of these like freaky paranormal things to try and get me to believe in all this stuff. You guys are insane. You guys are schizophrenic and all this other stuff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she, she freaks out. And I told her, I said, this happened a couple of years ago. Um, Evelyn's talking about we were out on the deck and Uh, just chatting and talking and all of a sudden um, it was about 11 or 12 o'clock at night nobody out, nothing and all of a sudden we hear Vic, my name right behind me on the deck and um, she was like, I just kept talking because I know by now if if you acknowledge it, if you, you know it, it seems to make it worse if you acknowledge these things. So I, I just kept talking, and she was like, what in the H was that? And I said, what? And she said, you heard that. She said, who just yelled your name? And she's going over and looking over the deck railing and stuff. And I'm like, there's nobody there. Just, Just ignore it. And she's like, ignore it. She out. Yeah, she said, have you lost your mind? Are you all playing a trick on me? What's going on? And I'm like, no, Kira, please don't don't acknowledge it because it just makes it act up worse. And she's like, she's like you guys are freaking crazy. And I'm like, no, we're not crazy. <laughs> we're not crazy. These things happen around me all the time. And I'm telling you, nobody's playing a trick on you. So, yeah, she's kind of a believer now. <laughs> she's been here for a while,
1: yeah, kind of forced into believing,
3: yeah, yeah, whether she wants to or not, but right, yeah things things always happen to me for a quite a long time.
1: well, I mean, it sounds like it <laughs> i know you, <laughs> I know you have some more stories to share with us, but uh you know this winged cat, I mean. The first thing that I thought of when I read the email and I hear you talking about it is, you know how, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Renaissance art and stuff, but that was a very popular thing in Renaissance art is portraying like a lion with wings. And uh, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. And a lot of times people say that in the ancient art, when you see repeated things over and over again, it's based off of some type of reality It may not be 100% true, or hundred percent false. But when you see things over and over again in ancient art, like, uh, in, in the ancient Egyptian artwork that you see, uh, you see the Anubis over and over again, which is like a person with a, with a dog head. And you see that over and over and over again. And a lot of people believe that when you see the rep- repetitiveness of these things is it's because it's real or at least part real. And, uh, you see that a lot in the re- Renaissance art, these these winged lions, these winged cats. And that was the first thing that I thought of. Uh, it, it, why would it be in West... Because you're in West Virginia, right? Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes, I am.
1: Yeah, so I mean, to say that why why it's in west virginia i have no idea but the fact that you both saw it and and the way it all unfolded and stuff i find interesting too because uh evie she saw it first and then you looked, you saw it but you didn't want to react to it until she kind of forced you to react to it. she's like did you see that yeah (laughs) i mean yeah she probably she She probably didn't want to sound crazy herself
3: <laughs> yeah she was she was pretty scared, but you know she was like eleven years old. I think she was in sixth grade when it happened and yeah i I knew something' was wrong by the look on her face, but I thought she'd seen maybe a dog running down the road, or something. we have some weird people that walk up and down the road sometimes, so I thought maybe there was some creepy guy walking up the road or something, and I turned and looked and uh, when I did, <clears throat> there, I've seen it like for the count of three, like three seconds one, two, three. She's seen it for probably eight or 10 seconds. She was, you know, she had a good eye lock on it. And I was like, you know, what is she looking at? And I turn and I look and I fall I about it and I'm like, one, two, three. It's about 30 foot away I think uh, something like that not not very far away from us at all um, and I was like this is this is unreal I did not see this so I just kept talking you know I'm imagining this and I turned back and Evelyn's still sitting there with her mouth open she's like grandma did you see that I said see what she's like that that thing, that, that cat thing with wings. And yeah, I had, I had never thought about, um, Renaissance art. I I
2: study Renaissance art and stuff since like I'm going into animation and stuff for a job when I grew up and, and I've never like, I know about like the lines with wings and stuff and how like you look, how like they praise that stuff, like the Anubis and, but I never really did think about like how that could
3: be connected. yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that
1: either. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things where I believe, uh, and I I, 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 should, I use the word believe very loosely, but I should say mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we're living in times where things of old are starting to come back. And I hear it over and over again in people's different stories and stuff. And I, even people that I haven't personally talked to, but I've listened to on other shows and I've read about, and it just seems like something's going on in the world where thing ancient mysteries, ancient creatures that we only know of from, you know, wall art in caves or ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs and things like that. Uh, it seems like they're starting to, uh, make a little bit of a comeback. I don't know how else to describe it, but, uh, things that you never would think you'd be talking to somebody that they saw are starting to happen now. And, uh, some people will suggest that maybe that has something to do with CERN over in Switzerland playing with, you know, the God particle and opening up these different portals and stuff. Uh, I don't know how much you know about that, but it's a huge facility. It's about a 17-mile-long facility underground. It goes underneath... It's, an, it's part of uh, Switzerland and France. It goes underneath the border. And uh, they, it's a hydron collider where they just spin... Really, really fast. And if by doing that, I don't know how it all works. I'm not a scientist, but, um, they're doing, they're doing a lot of different things that are, are questionable and even like the, uh, they have a statue outside their facility, and the statue outside their facility is uh, of a, a Greek goddess. And I'm drawing a blank on the name. I, I, for some reason, I just keep wanting to say Anubis. So that's because we were just talking about it. Um, Shiva, Shiva, that's who it was. Shiva, the Greek goddess. And it, it, it just the statue outside the facility of Shiva, um, it shows that they put, they're putting weight into. Ancient art, ancient um, creatures, ancient gods, and th- and they they they're actually paying attention to those kind of things when they're putting that outside their facility. It's like it, it, they're giving a nod, they're acknowledging it, and so it. Yeah. Th- there's people that have you know surfaced and you, whether it's true or not there have been these you know whistle whistle type uh whistleblower type people that have surfaced over the years that supposedly have worked within CERN saying describing uh some of the things that they've seen th- coming through portals um but basically opening up interdimensional things. uh, And not only are we peeking through to the other side of of another dimension, but things are able to come through at that time. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ancient stories of back in the day, you know, the Egyptian times uh, of what was going on there. People, A lot of people believe that the Egyptians had far greater technology than what we have today. And if they did, what... What kind of technology did they have and what could that technology have done? Did they do this stuff before where they opened up portals and things came through and they wrote about it and they drew about it in their artwork and now we're starting to do the same thing today? I I don't know, but it's very interesting stuff.
3: That's scary stuff if they're tapping into something like that, that's...
2: yeah there's some weird occult stuff going on where people are opening up portals and they're worshiping stuff like they did back in egyptian times like you said how they have more advanced technology and stuff and they just worship these creatures that we don't know they're paranormal they're demonic and it's just scary
3: yeah we're christians too tony not just in name but in faith and spirit too we've we're born again Christians, and you know I I have problems with seeing things like this, and don't get a good feeling from it. Um, and I know it's real. I know it is. I know I'm not imagining things. I'll tell you another quick story that happened um, probably. Shoot, I'm going to say twenty years ago. Um, my husband was a pastor. And, um, my brother was a deacon and my brother's a pastor now, but, um, we were coming home from church one night and it was, um, dusk, I'd say it was just, the sun was just going down and we were coming through Barbersville and that's a town probably about 15 miles away. You're good. You're good. And um we were about um, fifteen miles down the road and we um I was sitting in the back seat, letting them sit in the front seat and talk. And um they were they're both my brother and my ex husband were both non believers in anything paranormal, okay? Especially my brother, very educated man, very matter of fact, I've got to touch it before I believe it, you know, kind of thing. So we're driving down the road, uh, coming back home from church. It's dusk, and I'm doing something. I have no idea what, but I'm looking down, probably getting something out of my purse. and. My brother starts hitting the brakes, and he's like, he looks at my husband. I'm like, "What in the heck is going on?" And um he looks at my husband when I look up, and my husband looks at him, and he says, "Did you see that?" And my brother was like, "I don't know. what did you see?" And he said, I don't know. What did you see? And they go back and forth like that for a couple minutes, and they're kind of laughing. And I'm like, what is going on? And my brother said, "Uh, it looked like two hellhounds to me. And my husband said, yep, that's exactly what I've seen. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And they're like, wow, they just can't believe it. They're driving all the way home going, oh, my God. God, what was that? And I'm like, you guys need to tell me. I totally missed this. And they were like, it was a hellhound, two of them. And they did like one jump and hit in the middle of the road in front of us, and then one jumped, and they were gone. And I said, what is the hellhound? And they're like, I don't know, but that was a hellhound. He said, they're like, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. And I'm like, what did it look like? And they're like, um, big, huge, muscular dogs, both of them. And they said they looked real, but you could barely see through them. And they just did one jump and they were gone. They disappeared off the road. And... I'm like holy cow! And do you know I can ask them about it to talk about it today? And neither one of them will. They won't talk about it. Really? They say, "Oh, it was something, but who knows what it
1: was?
3: (laughs) was Just just two greyhounds or something, you know." Yeah. But I mean that they were like juiced up for days talking about it, and now you know it's years later, and it was nothing. And I'm like, yeah, y'all seen something, and I'll tell you what happened, too. Um, There's a guy online. um, God, what is his name? Lon Lon Strickland or something like that. You know know who I'm talking about?
0: Yeah.
3: He posts stories all the time that people write. Back a few years ago, I'm reading through some of the stories, and there's a guy from Barbersville, West Virginia, okay, same place. And he posts the story about him and his friends when they were about 19, him going with them to a cemetery. This was also by a cemetery, by the way. And he's posting this story that him and his friends go to the cemetery because they want to summon a demon. And he said that They were sitting there. I can't remember what fashion what they were doing. I know they lit candles and stuff. And he said that they were his friends were summoning a demon. And he said he just went along for the ride. And he said about halfway through what they were doing, he said this big breeze came through the cemetery, and these two big hellhounds came running through and ran right past him. And he said, "I'm out of here." And I have to believe him because I think that it was probably the same night that they seen what they seen, and it was probably in that very same cemetery in Barbersville. It's just too much of a coincidence to be
1: yeah, it makes you wonder—not wonder, but gives you kind of uh, an idea of maybe what Dogman is, you know, or, or uh, you know, at least what these people are seeing as Dogman. Maybe they are some type of Hellhound, or maybe Hellhound is some type of Dogman. Uh, but yeah. that's the first thing you, you think of, at least for me, when you started talking about the hellhound, because what you described is, is really what people describe as a dog man. Uh, you know, people say they walk on two legs, they, they walk on four legs, What you just described to me. It wouldn't surprise me if it did walk on two legs at some point, you know, these things looked <laughs> hellish.
3: Yes. Could have, could have. They just said they were huge and muscular and, um, they were on all four legs when they seen them. Um, I wish I could, I would have been looking up and I would have seen what they seen. Um, but I, I missed that one. That was, that was one to be told, but yeah. I have no, what it was. I think it's all demonic myself. I think these are uh, some kind of demon creatures that I think we're living in the latter days actually. And I think that um, I think, demons and stuff are making themselves known people are intrigued they want to know more they want to know if it's real or not and I think they're really more than happy to oblige and let people know they're real you know that's my opinion anyway
1: All right, let's take a minute right now and talk to you about our sponsor for this week's show, which is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P, Better Help. Now, what is BetterHelp? It's an online counseling service. And in today's world where you don't know where you can go, where you can't go, how many people can be in a building, online counseling is a great option for people who need the counseling, but maybe we're cut off from their counselors because of what the world is, well, pretty much the world's ending right now. So, you know, I think that BetterHelp is one of those companies that takes it to another level because not only do they get to know you, they want to match you up with a counselor that they have access to, which is a ton of counselors, but they want to match you up with somebody who is best fit for you chemistry-wise. And if that chemistry isn't really clicking on your end, Just let them know, and they'll switch you out with a different counselor to find somebody who really truly meshes with you and can help you get over your hurdles. There's a lot of mental hurdles that people are going through right now when it comes to the idea of losing your jobs, COVID 19, people are getting sick. It's just a really not fun time to be living in 2020. And there's a lot of people that need that help. Now, better help offers to tackle a lot of different things for their clients like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. There's a lot of different things that they encompass to be here for you. And in fact, BetterHelp has been growing so much that they actually started recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states of the United States. And this is also a service in a company that if you're in Australia, if you're in Germany, if you're in Japan, and you're listening to my voice, and you feel like you want to take advantage of this service, they can help you. This is a worldwide global service. So it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. If you want to take advantage of this company's offers, please don't hesitate because BetterHelp is a great company and I, as your host, just want you to start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash yup. BetterHelp.com slash yup. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health and again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash yup. Y-U-P betterhelp.com slash yup. When you were describing the two guys that saw the, the the hellhounds and now they're not really wanting to talk about it a whole lot, it, it kind of reminds me of a story that was told to me uh, by a guy at work and. We we were sitting around talking a little bit about my show, not much, and the one guy that was sitting there really didn't even catch on what we were talking about. Uh, and he doesn't really I don't really know him and he doesn't really know me and he probably doesn't know much about me as far as the show goes. So, like I say that to, to preface because he really is oblivious as to what I'm doing on um, in my in my life with the show and everything. And Bye-bye we were just talking about weird things and that's what he kind of caught on to. And he said, I'll tell you guys, I, me and my partner driving, I guess back, or no, he, I think he was a, a teenager or something like that he was with a couple of guys in a car in central Pennsylvania. And he said, uh, we saw the strangest thing out there in, uh, in the, out in the state college area. And this is right after he said that he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. He doesn't believe, you know, in any of this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. he said that they saw the strangest thing. I said, what's that? And he said, um, they're driving out in the middle of nowhere, central Pennsylvania. And I think he said he was in the back seat, if I recall right. And all of a sudden, a monkey just runs across the road. And I said, a monkey? And he said, yep, a monkey. And I, I, he said, it just leaped across the road. And he said, it was I forget how big it was. I don't think he described it as something too big. And uh he said i think i don't think he i don't even think he said there was a tail i forget all the details of it i have to go back and ask him maybe but i said i remember saying to him are you sure it was a monkey and he's like well what else could have been and i just looked at him and i was just like <laughs> all right <laughs>
3: oh, could have been many things yeah many things. i was thinking I,
1: to myself i we just got done talking about bigfoot and you're like i don't believe in bigfoot and then you- you're like I just saw a monkey run across central Pennsylvania you tell me all these people are saying that there's Bigfoot in Pennsylvania and you're saying that's crazy but nobody's saying there's monkeys in Pennsylvania and that's what you're telling me you saw
3: <laughs> you know I mean? yeah that's funny That's fun. it, yeah. it is really it's crazy now when I told you before that we had bought a house back in um I'm going to say about 85 or 86 and it was built in the late 1800s 1800s or early 1900s. And, um, yeah, I mean we had to do a lot of renovation and stuff and we joked when we first moved in and I said, what if it's haunted, you know, ha ha ha. And my husband was like, Oh, shut up. That's crazy. You know? And then, he started coming, he, he worked midnight, so he would he would uh, go there and paint and stuff in the morning when he got off of work, and um, he would uh, come home, go to bed, sleep all day, and he started, when he'd wake up, he'd tell me, you know, it's so weird, when I go there and I paint in the morning, it feels like somebody is just standing behind me, just glaring at me. And he said, "I just feel like that. I need to get out. It's it's just um, it's it's unwelcoming, you know." He said, "I just feel terrible." And I said, "Well, it's probably where you're just there alone, you know, and it's in the morning early. It's dark outside. Blah blah blah." He's like, "Yeah." So he started taking gospel tapes with him and putting them in, listening to them. He said, I'll feel better about it now. So, you know, we moved in and things, he worked midnights, like I said, he could work about six o'clock in the evening, work till about five, six o'clock in the morning. And he just, he was gone most of the time. And when he was there during the day, he was asleep. So, you know, it was mostly me and my son, and things just started happening, and I kept brushing them off and brushing them off, lay there in bed at night trying to go to sleep, and I felt that same eerie feeling he felt. You know, it was just heavy, feel like I just wanted to run out of the house, you know, and I would hear somebody walking upstairs. Um, I had one day when I was, we hadn't lived there very long. Um, these two little boys went by on their bicycles. They were about 10 or 11 years old. And one of them stopped and he said, Hey, and I said, yeah. He said, you know, that house was haunted, right? And I said, ha ha, very funny. And he said, no, that old lady died in there. He said, When I drive by on my bicycle, sometimes I can see her standing in the window looking out. And I said, Okay, <laughs> you know, and I start hearing somebody walking around upstairs. And I know it's an old house and I'm thinking, Could it be floorboards, could it, you know, creaking, settling, whatever. But I mean it it was just so matter of fact. It sounded like men's black dress shoes walking on linoleum, clop, clop, all the way across. Okay. Um, one night, um, I'm talking to my husband. He came in for lunch, and he had lunch at midnight. And I'd make his lunch and have it ready for him, and I'm sitting there in the floor, talking to him, listening to him talk and I'm, he's sitting on the couch and he, we're just talking away and there's a dark shadow that starts appearing behind his head on the wall. I'm like, what is that? You know, And I'm kind of looking around to see what could be making a shadow and all of a sudden the shadow just kind of reaches out of the wall and it's a man's hand. And it's right behind his head. And I could see every crevice, every wrinkle in this man's calloused hand. Only it was gray. I mean, it wasn't flesh colored. It was gray. And I just sat there staring at this behind his head, listening to him talk. And I wouldn't wouldn't say anything there again. Didn't want to scare him. Didn't want to freak anybody out thinking I could be losing my mind. And it just pulls right back into the wall. I'm like, okay, this is beyond weird. And um, just little things like that. If I put my keys on the cable by the phone, which I always did, and I've have to use the spare set because I couldn't find them. Then I'd find them two months later. I found them one time on top of the refrigerator in the very back of the top of the refrigerator, which nobody would have put the keys there, you know. Um, We we had, me and my son would get scratched all the time, all the time. Uh, Scratches, we'd hear each other call for the other one, yell for the other one, go. They didn't say anything. Um, Right before we moved out, I'm going to tell this, my son, um, this happened to my son and his best friend who lived across the street. Um, They were probably about 10 years old. And we had went ahead and renovated the upstairs because we wanted to sell it. I wanted out of that house badly and they were upstairs. I had, I had it all lit up and it was evening time and we had new paint, new carpet. And I had put a toy room up there, you know? So my son and his friend are up there playing and He's like, I really don't want to go up there, Mom. He would tell me this. He'd go to the bathroom. The bathroom was right at the foot of the stairs. And you could look up and see upstairs. Now, you know, I, I played a lot of it off so as explainable. You know, kids get scared really easy. Um, he would come tearing out of the bathroom, and, um, he did want to go to the bathroom unless I walked him and stood outside the bathroom door. He would tell me that with red eyes was staring at him from the upstairs. And so, you know, we've lived there since he was like two. So he's 10 or 11. We renovate up there. Um, I open it up. I'm trying to make it feel, you know, homey and not scary up there. I put his toys up there. I'm like, okay, you guys go up there and you can play G.I. Joes and, you know, whatever. So I turned the lights on, took them up there, came back downstairs. I'm down there. They didn't say anything about being scared, by the way. They were all about being up there and getting to play G.I. Joes. They had little ropes strung across the room and, you know, stuff making these G.I. Joes do the zip lines and stuff. They were... They were pretty happy about it, and all of a sudden, uh, they were up there about 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, I hear the awfulest commotion. They come running down the stairs, and they're falling and tripping and screaming, and I'm like, what is going on? What's wrong? I thought one of them had gotten hurt, and they were both freaking out. you know. So they get down the stairs, and I'm like, what is going on? What's wrong? And Adam said, Mom, Mom. And he's crying. And I'm like, what is it? And his friend Scott is standing there holding his chest and just
2: <laughs>
3: breathing in and out. And I'm like, what's what's going on? What is, it? what is it? And Adam said, Mom, we were playing. And he said, we looked over. He said, I heard something walking. And we looked over. And he said, there's this boy. Standing there in the hallway, and he's got the body of a goat, but he's got the upper body and head of a little boy. And I'm like, "What?" He said, "Yeah, he had red eyes." And Scotty confirmed it. His friend. He was like, "He did. He did." I want to go home. I want to go home. And he was crying. And yeah, just crazy. So you know we got out house. we got moved into this house and we didn't have many problems at all we have very little i mean things still happen but they're few and far between like uh when my son first before my son moved in here um my this is one thing that stands out in my mind um I am, my other son had moved in with us because him and his wife had separated. And he was at work, my husband was at work, and I had been at work. And I got home about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I needed to use the bathroom really bad. So I pull in the driveway, I run in the house. I come through the front door, I shut it and I lock it, and I come straight to the bathroom. And I don't close the door all the way because I'm home alone, you know, and it's like cracked a couple inches. And all of a sudden, as soon as I sit down, I hear the front door open. And I'm like, hey, I'm here, you know. And I hear the door close, and I hear somebody walk through the living room and go into the kitchen. And I'm like, hey, I'm in here, so don't come down the hall because, you know, I'm using the bathroom. The door isn't shut. I hear them moving things around on the kitchen counter, and I'm thinking, well, that's really rude for nobody to answer me. You know, whether it's my husband or my son. And... I go ahead, and I get up, and I hear them walk down the hall to the to the bathroom door. And, you know, you can hear the footsteps, and they're standing right on the outside of the door. And I'm like, ha-ha, you're real funny. I said, you're not going to scare me. I know you're here. And, you know, they still don't say nothing, so I yank the door open, and I go, rah, you know. And there's nobody there. And I walk out of the bathroom, I go through the house, I look out the front door, no cars, it's just me. And that that is absolutely one of the most real things <laughs> that ever happened to me here. I I could have swore somebody was here. And I still think somebody was. I don't know who, but not a person but a spirit or something and um just we've had things like that like my son that lives here now and his wife and two kids um they hadn't lived here very long and he i come home one day and he said mom he said do you know that there's something going on here and i said what do you mean and he said, well, he said, I was here all day alone. And he said, somebody walks around upstairs and opens and closes the cabinet doors. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know that to be a fact. <laughs> because it now it don't happen while we're upstairs. But if you're downstairs alone, you can hear somebody walking around the opening and closing the cabinet doors. And, um there was one time that my son said that he was down there and uh, he heard a woman scream in the room with him. And, uh, he thought that I had came home and snuck down the stairs and was trying to scare him. And there was nobody there. And this happened a few weeks ago. My, uh, my daughter-in-law was downstairs in their bedroom laying on the bed. And, um, My son was sitting in their living room watching TV, and um, him and her came barreling upstairs, (laughs) and he's like, Mom, he said, this just happened. And I said, what? And he said, Kira was laying on the bed in the bedroom, and she heard me call her name really harsh, like, Kira. And I said, and? And I thought maybe she had heard the TV or something, you know. And he said, and I heard me yell her name, too. And it came from our bathroom. And he said, I did not yell for her. And he said her and I both heard something in my voice yell for her. And she was visibly shaken up because she just, she believe, didn't want to believe in this stuff anyway, but things just happen on and off all the time.
1: Yeah, it's that's the way it usually works, right? I mean, uh, if you don't want to believe in something, sometimes things happen where it either forces you to believe in it, or it forces you to make a decision to truly ignore your real-life experience.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she can deny all she wants <laughs> to, but we know what she's heard and experienced here and I I don't I don't necessarily believe in ha- I don't know I don't know what I think it is I don't necessarily think that there's haunted places as much as haunted people you know that maybe paranormal just happens around certain people and maybe I'm one of those people And I for sure. My son is. And I think my daughter-in-law is, or my, my granddaughter is too.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's interesting that you, you say all that, because I think that that's very possible that there are certain people that are, uh, just prone to have paranormal type experiences. And I do think that sometimes that is something that gets passed on through generations. Um, I, was it your son that saw the half-goat, half-man at the house? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, at our house. Yeah. Again, you know, we talked about, you know, ancient mythology and stuff like that before in this show. And again, that's another one that pops up, which is, which what you described to me sounds like a fawn, and not like a fawn as in like the animal that we're accustomed to knowing, but uh, I think it was in ancient Rome. They had this creature that was called the fawn and it was in the woods and it would sometimes assist people on their travels or it would scare the living hell out of people. But it was (laughs) (laughs) the the lower body was a goat and the upper body was a man. Now, I think it was typically depicted as like the legs and tail and feet of a goat, but the torso and head of a man. And what you described, you, I think what you said was a body of a goat, head of a man. So, uh, what was the upper body a man or was the upper body a goat as well? Do you know?
3: It was a man. Well, he says a boy, he said it looked like a boy. Um, I I think he said about eight or nine years old. Um, uh, they both seen it. They said he had brown hair. They went into big detail about it. So, um, you know, they, they were adamant about it and I'd never seen that over there. I've seen a few things, but nothing, nothing like that. Now he was, he told me one time he called me totally freaking out when they lived down the road. And um, he he woke up that morning and um, called me. He said he had came in from work that night about midnight, and he said his wife and his daughter was asleep. At the time, they only had the one daughter, Evelyn. And he said that um, he woke up, and or, or he didn't wake up. I'm sorry. Somebody came in and threw me off. He said he he was laying there. Trying to go to sleep, and he said um, he heard somebody standing with him and uh, uh, beside the bed and said, um, Is he asleep yet? And um, he said it totally, totally freaked him out. He told me he all what said about it, he said, because I was not asleep. He said I just went to bed. I was trying to go to sleep, but he said I was totally awake. And I hear—is he asleep yet? And he said it was right next to my
1: head. That's terrifying. It's like something. Yeah. It's like ghosts or demons or whatever you want to think that they are, are standing around you asking, talking to each other. I think, is he asleep yet? Can we do it yet? It's like, (laughs) that's scary. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they're observing you and, and checking you all the time. I, I don't know. I, my grandmother and my grandfather both had experiences. Um, they told us about as kids and, my aunts and uncles and my mom and all of them. Um, My grandmother, um, my grandpa told me this because me and my grandma were super close, but she had two brain uh, aneurysms when I was about 12 and they had to remove them and she was blind and, basically bedridden from then on for like 13 years but he i'd grandpa grandpa was a deacon in the church for 35 years he was um the best example of a christian that i've ever had in my life i loved him dearly and he was just honest as the day was long and he told me that um he told me several things. He told me that one time, right after him and grandma got married, that um, they they had their baby. They had been married a couple of years, and they had had their first son. Um, and he was, I think he said, like six months old at the time, something like that. And he said that um, he went to work that morning and he said grandma was doing the breakfast dishes and she had made breakfast and he left and he said when he came home that evening about four or five o'clock he said she was standing out in the yard and she was crying holding the baby and she was all sweaty and um shaking all over and they had a collie dog he said and he said this collie was jumping up in the air and biting the air around her and he said as soon as I pulled in and put it in park the dog quit and he said I uh, got out of the car and I'm like you know what's wrong what's what's going on and she she fell on him crying with the baby, and she said, I want to move. I want to move. And he said, he said, wow, what's going on? And she said, I just was cleaning today, and I had the baby in the kitchen on the blanket on the floor, and he was playing. And he said, she said, all of a sudden, the circus music started playing over my head, going in a circle, and the dogs started jumping up and biting at it. And she said, I grabbed the baby and ran outside, and I've been out there all afternoon, and it wouldn't go away till you pulled in. And she said the dog was barking at it and biting at it, and he, he said they moved. He said we just packed it up and moved. He said we were renting it anyway, so we just moved, like, the next day. He said I wouldn't want to have her stand somewhere where she was afraid. But there was several things like that. He he told me that um, they lived in Fort Gay, West Virginia. And he said that he used to walk like over these rolling hills to see her, like a couple miles to see her. And he said that there was this one part um, that he would hear these screams and stuff that didn't sound like anything he had ever heard. Um, he said that it would just scare him to death to have to walk. He said I would try to avoid walking at night because the screaming and the the noises, he said it sounded like something not of this world. He said I've never heard nothing like it in my life. And then there was one time he was telling me that um he was um, walking, I think, to see Grandma. I'm not really sure where. But he was a teenager. And he said he he was down in the dip between these two hills. And he said the moonlight had it all lit up really nice and bright. But he said it was like 11 o'clock at night. And he said, when I got down in the dip, he said, I could hear somebody talking, and he said, I just kind of froze, and I looked up, and he said, um, on top of this hill, I could see these two men, and they were arguing and talking, but he said, one was walking backwards, and one was walking forward, and they were carrying a body, and he said, you know, I thought, oh, my Lord. I've walked up on a murder, you know, and he said that, um, he said, I just was like, you know, what's going on? And he, uh, he said that, um, I waited there for a few minutes and he said, they disappeared behind the hill. And he said, I ran up and got on top of the hill. And, um, he said, On the other side of it was a cemetery. And he said, "Um, there was nobody there. He said, absolutely no one there. And he said, I've seen these two guys carrying this body over the hill. So, you know, he had several stories like that. Those were the two biggest ones that I can remember off
1: off the hand. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, all, all this stuff has happened in West Virginia, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, yeah. West Virginia is one spooky place.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know several people that have some stories, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I I had a hard time. I, I hear people tell stories, and I think, yeah, right, and then I have to think, yeah, you've seen a panther bird so don't (laughs) don't (laughs) criticize anybody else because hey you know people are looking at you saying sure you did you know but trust trust me we've seen it together and as a friend of mine this morning i was telling her that i was gonna be on your show and she's like vicky you realize that people are going to think you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, they already think I'm crazy. I'm not worried about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's um, the thing about the show. I mean, we... I really do try to have a platform where people can just really share what they've experienced. And, you know, it's, it's really up to the audience to decide whether they want to believe certain stories or not. But I think that what I've created is something that, you know, anybody can feel free to come forward and talk about the craziest thing they've ever seen. And at least, you know, whether the world thinks you're crazy or not and stuff, I mean, at least they know that they're going to be able to talk to me and I'm going to treat them with the the respect that they deserve and uh, hear their, hear their story out.
3: Yeah. I like I like what you said. I had never thought about the the art and stuff from way back. I, I never ever even considered that and the fact that they're trying to open portals and stuff. My god. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. And and that's absolutely. stuff that
1: that's stuff that they wouldn't tell you up front. Like at CERN, they're not going to say, yeah, we're trying to you know open up portals. But uh, there's a lot of people that have come out of CERN or at least supposed people that come out of CERN saying that they are opening portals, whether they're doing it on purpose or not. They have done it. They open up portals and things have come through. Uh, and so right now, I think this entire year, uh, CERN had has been shut down. They shut down CERN for, I don't know, maintenance or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's not operating this year. But I think in 2020, it's supposed to kick back up again. And I'd be interested to see, you know, if there's a correlation in activity uh, in the world when it comes to the CERN being active again. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting stuff. Your stories are very interesting. And uh, I if I were you, I would definitely go ahead and look into the the idea of the mythical creature, you know, this lion with wings and just start doing some research on it and stuff and see if you find any pictures of artwork and stuff that resembles what you guys saw. Um, but it might be something to look into.
3: Uh, I definitely will. I I knew if I needed some information, I needed to talk to you. <laughs> I told me, I didn't even know where to begin. I've just rolled this around for years now thinking, you know, my God, you know, uh, did we have a multiple hallucination of what in the world, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know? I mean, But I, I, I believe we've both seen it. I really do. And I don't think, even though it looked like you could reach out and touch it, I really doubt that we could have. I think that it was, I just think, like you, you're talking about them opening up portals. I think we're there's definitely something going on. Has been going on for a long time, and I think that. Um,
2: cover up yeah.
3: Calls and stuff. Oh, it could be. I I just don't know. I just think something's going on, and I think people dabbling in what they're dabbling in and doing out of curiosity
2: yeah, is do know they just—they just, they try to like convince the people. Oh, it's not real, and go out and summon demons, like like that one story that you told to them about seeing the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, going out there with their friends and trying to have some fun or making fun of somebody for believing in it, and then it actually happens, and then yeah. you have something for the rest of their life attached to them.
3: That's not funny. That's exactly right. That these things attach to you, and and then you have a problem. And I actually, I can, I can probably go ahead and tell you a little bit more. When I was about 11 or 12, my mom and my grandma, um, kind of opened me up for, they brought me in the bedroom one day and my, my dad, my grandpa told them not to not to do it, not to show me, but they wanted to show me how to tell the future. And it was a family um, thing that had been passed down for generations. And they were like, you know, always oh, just for fun. And, you know, but, but it really does work and blah, blah, blah. And I did it. Uh, And of course, being 11, 12 years old, it absolutely flipped my switch. And I showed my friends how to do it. And um, everything that I asked and that it gave me an answer to actually happened. And I have no doubt that it really worked. But I have doubt that. They used the Bible to do it, and they told me it was okay because it was done with the Bible, That it was, um, it wasn't evil because it was with the Bible, because I was, like, scared to death. And they're like, oh, no, no, Jesus has this, it's done with the Bible, it's fine, and they taught me how to do it, and I think I've had paranormal, normal things happen to me ever since, That. This thing was handed down to me. But I also, you know, found a website where I found this uh, thing that they do that mom and my grandma showed me. And um, it's an actual thing that people do. And it's handed down from the Irish um, lineage. And we're we we have like forty forty percent Irish in us, so.
1: I couldn't tell with the redheads. Oh, she said <laughs> witches,
3: <laughs> um, which you know, maybe it is witchcraft. I have no idea, but I think it opened up a door for things to um, to get to me. I don't know. I, I'm thinking. I go. Co- I really didn't have anything paranormal happen till we moved into that house over there. And I was about 21, 22. So, but I don't know. It's a lot of unanswered questions. A lot of questions I have. And I just just don't know.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, what they what they showed you and saying it's okay because it's with the Bible and things like that. I, I'd be interested to hear more uh, details as to what they were exactly doing and uh, how that all works and stuff. Uh, but you know, the way you describe it, it probably isn't something that <laughs> that's supposed to be done uh, with the Bible. But yeah, um, you know, it's a, yeah, it's an I, I world. really, I
3: wouldn't, I, I don't. I've made a deal with God. I told God when I when I actually got saved that I wouldn't tell anybody how to do it because I didn't want to pass that on to anybody. Um, so I, I felt like it was evil and um, I just didn't want to pass it on to anybody. So I won't tell my granddaughters yeah, and I won't tell my, my son I don't want anybody to to repeat it for fear that something would attach to them and and drive them crazy you know so
1: yeah so is this so something that's... that you could actually do right now
3: oh yeah absolutely
1: that's interesting Absolutely,
3: yes absolutely everything came out true that I would ask everything it it takes a little while for it to get started, but once it gets started, um yeah, and with me anyway, it's like I said my <laughs> without going into too much detail. I just always said my fingers were hot when I was a teenager, and uh, you know i you touch it and it moves, and it's kind of like the Ouija board concept, you know, and with the bible and I could touch it and it would, it would move. And if, if it wanted to tell me the right answer, if I was asking the right question, maybe that's what I would say. But yeah, it, uh, it was, uh, it was weird. And I just don't want to be responsible for anybody else having, uh demonic uh oppression or anything like that depression oppression or to be followed by something or you know what I mean? I don't yeah, want I that kind of don't want to be that have that kind of responsibility on me. I don't I would feel terrible if somebody had that problem. So yeah and I've had my share of being depressed and and feeling oppressed and whatever that not not possessed but oppressed <laughs> so
1: yeah well uh, anyway i'll tell you what ladies i i appreciate you coming on and sharing these stories and stuff i think it was a great conversation and great stories for the show and uh i'm excited to hear what people think of them and stuff because you shared some different stories that we don't really get a whole lot of on the show
3: Okay, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Tony. Thank you. I uh, absolutely love your show. I wish you could do it full time. Wish you didn't <laughs> have to drive a truck. <laughs> Me too. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank
1: you for
2: having us on, Tony. We really enjoyed it.
1: Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy, it, please share the show with your friends because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. Is just to share the show with your friends that's how we grow word of mouth thank you very much for being here and until next week friends stay safe take care and remember the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off bye She's so
0: picky, but she don't ever know what she wants yeah. Girl, are you with me? Are you just Your mind, you keep me guessing. Girl, you know you're finding that shit stressful. Oh no, the hell of finding up on me to dressin'. But when you start addressing, I forget it. We can get it on. You put a little life in your bag, throw me out of the way. She gon' give me coming right back.